0: Friends, we are closing out our In the Trenches series with a conversation from a mom out of Florida. This is Jenna Manini, and she's also a nurse treating COVID patients. She is such a light, and she offers a clear reality of what it is that she's going through to help patients in her hospital right now while continuing to find moments of joy and nurture her family. We are all staying safe at home, which means we're doing these interviews virtually, and you might hear the occasional pop or internet interference. Thanks for your patience. Here is my conversation with Jenna. All right, Jenna. Well, welcome to the Pump Spotting Podcast. Oh, thank you. It's really, really important work that you are doing, taking care of your family and yourself and others. And I know that this time period for you in particular must just be bringing so many things. And so we're so honored to have you here with us. And I'd love to start by just hearing a little bit about your story. Can you tell us you know, who you're nursing at the moment in many multiple ways and what your life looks like?
1: Well, at the moment, I am a pretty new mom. I had my baby four months ago in December, and I'm actually an ER nurse. So all this started happening right when I was about to return to work. So it's scary enough to be going back to work. As I said, I'm a new mom. It's my first child. I didn't really pump too much during my maternity leave, so I ex- I exclusively breastfed. So I was nervous enough about going back to work, having to be away from my baby, working 12 hours a day, and then also trying to figure out how to pump and if I'm doing it enough times to keep up with my supply, plus the emergency room really a setup where you can just kind of leave when you need to and go pump. You really have to find coverage. You have no idea what's coming in. You can't just leave a critical patient. It's because you need to express. So that's nerve-wracking enough as is for a new mom, and then and maybe 2 3 weeks before my return date the coronavirus covid-19 started becoming a true true fear, true problem. So that was something that I was really really stressed out about to come back to work for. So basically right now that's that's what I had to initially deal with was coming back and having to deal with this pandemic.
0: That is so many things to come all your way at one time. It's hard enough just to navigate the world of being a new mom. You know, what was it like in the beginning when you were home? How was it going for you in the early days of, of motherhood? So
1: the early days of motherhood were completely overwhelming. So I moved from New York to Florida about a year and a half ago. I'm very, very close with my family and I'm an only child. So Being away from them is hard enough. However, having a new child, and I've I've had no siblings, I never had a lot of experience with children, I've always done adult nursing, was really overwhelming. So, thankfully, my mom was with me to help me for the first month, but everything was so scary. I had no idea breastfeeding was as demanding as it was, and that babies ate so many times a day, and that, you know, you're not going to get any sleep all that. And there were so many times that I would just be crying and wanting to give up, but I just kept pushing through. Also, when I had my delivery, I had a really pretty traumatic delivery and ended up needing reconstruction. So I had so much pain and, and during my recovery. So between the pain during my recovery and learning how to breastfeed and take care of a child, it was really, really overwhelming. But at the end, it it just all kind of fell into place. I just stood with it. And I just kept telling myself, I'm doing the best for my child. And now everything just goes smoothly. It's like second nature. So you just have to hang in there. That's definitely important.
0: Well, what strength and what courage you had to keep at it, because it's not hard when you're feeling that way and, and how amazing that you had your mom to support you. So you got the hang of it. You're starting to get in the flow and then everything changes because you have to go back to work. So do you remember what your first day back was like?
1: I remember having so much anxiety and not being able to sleep. You think you would be worried about, you know, having a new day. Like, I feel like when you go back to work after three months, it kind of feels like you're starting your job all over again, like it's your first day at school. I wasn't even nervous about that. I was nervous about pumping, having the time to pump, worrying that how am I going to feed my child? She's never had formula. What if she doesn't like the formula? what what is she going to if she is she going to starve to death like crazy crazy thoughts that just go through your mind that is what i remember going to work and just telling my manager listen i need to figure out time to pump for my child because this is my biggest concern with working right now and that was even more of a concern than the covid because the covid wasn't it was there it was present but it wasn't what it is today I was just worried about my baby. That's all I'm worried about. That's all I'm ever worried about is my baby. So that was the most challenging part for me.
0: Did you have a manager who, you know, worked with you and it sounds as though, I mean, it's amazing that you were able to express those concerns and have a real open conversation about those feelings in terms of coming back. You know, what did it look like in terms of the logistics and the the day-to-day and, you know, what does the pumping and the support system look like for you at work?
1: So I would say it's pretty decent. Like I said, the environment that I'm in, it's challenging to just go pump when you need to. So the fortunate part is all of my managers have multiple children. They've all breastfed. So I feel like they understand my concerns. But another factor that played into this is our our emergency department is under construction. So our pumping room got taken away from us. So what my manager is doing, which is extremely helpful, is she actually lets me pump in her office. So when I have to go pump, I just shoot her a text, and I just let her know that I'm coming into her office to pump, and she lets me stay in there, close the door, take my time. She never rushes me. So that's that's been a really great support during this. And I also feel more comfortable pumping in there because since she is administrative, I feel that She has less patient contact, so with this going on, it's less contaminated, if you will. I feel like it's a cleaner environment than going in a pumping room that all the nurses would be using that you don't know if they're using the same cleanliness as you would be using, because at this point, everything's all over our clothes, it could be all over our bags. So it's nice to just have me using this one area. So that's that's actually a great support.
0: Yeah, it's nice to have one kind of secure place and thought when you're when you're in the midst of all this to at least know that element you can feel good about and tell us you know beyond so tell us what your day looks like what are the current working conditions you know do you have the protective equipment you need what are your days looking like right now as you're taking care of so many other people
1: so it's actually changing day by day initially when this all occurred Everything was up in the air. Everyone was stunned. They didn't really know how to deal with it. There was different guidelines being released by the CDC on a daily basis. So initially it was just, everyone just kind of grabbed a N95 mask, which is a high level respirator mask. And for airborne viruses, like things that you could breathe in the air, which COVID-19 is something you could breathe in the air. So we were just grabbing the masks, using them at our will, Isolating patients that, you know, suspected could have COVID. And then as things progressed, masks got short. They actually downgraded our masks, which was terrifying. And they had us wearing just regular surgical masks into these rooms with patients. Thankfully, our union stepped in and said, this is not right. The nurses are risking their lives. This is not the appropriate equipment. So now our day-to-day has been better, although the PPE shortage is real. Now initially, as a nurse, you have access to PPE and you just take it freely before all of this happened. Now we have someone who is one person that's in control of all the PPE and hands it out like it's top secret equipment. You have to come to that person, you have to sign out anything you're using, masks, goggles, gowns, gloves, anything, they have to record your name they and exactly why you need, what you need, what patients you're treating, and then you basically use your mask the entire day. So it's gotten better and improved considering we have the appropriate equipment, but it's scary because every single day they change and it'll now we have a limit on how many gowns we can take. We can only take five gowns a day. So there's a lot of concern with having, once this really explodes in our hospital down here, there is a lot of concern that we won't be having the right equipment if we have limitations on how much equipment we can use, and we certainly will have more than five patients that will be under investigation for COVID. So that's very nerve-wracking, so I'm just hoping for the best and hoping that they work something out in regards to our safety and making sure that we're you know, continuing to be appropriately protected.
0: Yeah, it sounds like in order to make this successful, there has to be so much communication and connection, you know, internally with everyone that you're working with. Do you find that the, the connections between the employees around you, what is, the, what is the community working environment like? And, you know, are there other mothers that you connect with or, uh, you know, who are you turning to when you're navigating getting through these days and these, this added layer of stress?
1: So there are a lot of new moms in my unit. Their children are, like, about a year old. So they went through it. Obviously, they didn't go through this kind of issue when they had a, you know, a a tiny baby. But they're still concerned about the safety of their children because even if, whether a child's four months old or a year and a half old, they're still really sensitive and, and, you know, and precious, and you don't want to bring anything home to them. So there's been a lot of communication between all of us and what to do to protect ourselves and We discuss what we do when we go home and, you know, how to not bring this virus home and everyone just kind of compares notes and for an example is recently one of the moms uh, has been wearing, ordered a surgical cap online to cover our hair and she suggested that we all found, gave us this website and made us all order these surgical caps because she said, you know, this is one more layer of protection so it's not in our hair and at least when we go home it's one less thing to worry about. So everyone's been kind of looking out for each other, and if and if there's masks they find somewhere, we will end up ordering them online because we are concerned about running out of uh, PPE. That's a real, it's a real fear. So everyone really tries to support each other and let everyone know when they find PPE online or if someone's making it for them. This way we keep it for a rainy day when we do run out of supplies and we still want to protect ourselves and our loved ones.
0: Mm, And how how do you make the transition going from the workplace and, you know, being around patients to then returning to your family? You know, what does that look like logistically and and also kind of emotionally to make that shift?
1: Every single day I have anxiety um, and postpartum anxiety is a real thing, too, let me tell you. But it makes it even worse because every day in my head, it's me struggling saying, is this the day that I get COVID? Any scratch in my throat? Any slight loss of taste, anything. I'm like, I have coronavirus. Then it's a real fear coming home to my child and I always think I'm giving, I breastfeed, I'm breathing on her, I'm concerned. So what I do is I actually wear hospital issued scrubs so that I'm not bringing home scrubs that I've had on all day with patients while I'm treating patients. So I put on the hospital scrubs when I get there, I put my regular clothes in a plastic bag and tie it tight and then when, when I'm done with my shift, I change back into my regular clothes. My cap that I wear, that's mine that I bring from home, I tie that in the plastic bag. I bleach my shoes. I bought rubber shoes that I could, they're kind, they're kind of familiar to like Crocs or any of those shoes. So I could bleach them down and not worry about having to wash them every day. I just bleach the whole entire shoe. And then we don't have a garage. A lot of people actually trip down in their garage and then just run through their house in the nude But we don't have that leisure. We're we're actually in an apartment. So I'll just strip at the door and throw everything in a plastic bag, tie it, and then I just hand it to my husband. He tosses it in the washing machine, washes it right away, and then I run to the shower and he'll actually Lysol, Lysol and bleach, like the door handles, the floor, anywhere. And, you know, he'll bleach all my pens, my badge while I'm washing off so I'm not standing there with this virus lingering around me. So we try to it's a it's a process getting home and making sure that you're not touching anything or you know contaminating anything in the house.
0: Oh my gosh, Jenna. I just like, as I'm think- listening to you walk through all the logistics of all those tiny steps and those things you have to take, you know, layered on top of what it must be to pack your breast pump every day and go through the motions of working and then, you know, cleaning your parts to do the pumping and then getting home. And then, you know, at night, the breastfeeding and the sleep. I, I mean, you are just amazing at the moment. I hope that you can take a moment to think about this amount of selflessness that you're giving to so many other people? Are you, you know, in taking that all in and trying to just, I'm sure you're thinking of moment to moment, but how are you, you know, how are you finding the optimism or the ability to keep walking through all these steps day in and day out?
1: Honestly, I feel like I've been a nurse for, I mean, I've I've been a nurse for 10 years. So it's taking care of people and being a nurse is really a, a large part of my identity. So I feel that helps me through, is that it's second nature to me, it's, it's my occupation. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the pieces of the puzzle of who I am as a person. So I'm caring for people who need our help. If we weren't there to care for these people, there would be no one to help them and pe- people would continue to get sick and continue continue to leave this earth, and that's, you know, that's a really terrible thing, so that helps push me through. Also, sometimes it's just something that you really can't dwell on. You just kind of have to keep going, because if if I sit and I think about it, and I put the news on constantly, and you hear about all these people, and that's really, really deterring. It's It's really somber, so uh, my husband and I have tried to make a conscious effort to not always have the news on and not have it blasting in our faces because we know it's dangerous. We know, we know we, you know, I we're essentially risking. I'm essentially risking my life being a frontliner. So it's just something that I try not to pay attention to. Something that's really helpful is people who are giving us the thanks and the support. Uh, One of my one of my good friends, she works for a company and they guess you can nominate a health hero and they send the health hero uh, thank you letters and it comes from all the 50 United States. So I've been getting letters in my mailbox every single day, like of people thanking me for for helping out and for being a frontliner and for, you know, dealing with this virus. So just little things like that really make you feel good and make you feel like people truly appreciate what you're doing.
0: friends we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community if you're a nursing pumping or new mom or a seasoned mom who just wants to get back hop on our app if you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees then pump spotting at work is for you find out more at pumpspotting.com. For so many of us who are at home, we see what you're doing and what you're going through. And certainly as mothers, there's this feeling to want to really support the other mothers who are out there. The letters are amazing. Are there other things that you would love to say to the rest of us about what we can be doing or how we can support you or just as a community, what we might do to make this easier for you and for everyone?
1: Well, the first thing is to stay home, make sure you're make sure you're not you know going out keeping making sure you're not going in grou- big groups that's definitely the biggest thing that all the healthcare providers want you to do is just it's it's a real thing the quarantine is a horrible thing i know but it's for your safety and for our safety and our family and our children and everyone's safety and that's the first and foremost and just appreciate appreciate everything that you know they're doing i've i've actually had people who are not appreciative of what nurses and doctors and respiratory therapists are doing and saying that it's our job and if we don't like it, we could just quit. And you know, what's the big deal if we don't have protective equipment? It's something we signed up for. So I think the people with, that are being negative about this and saying that it's our job, what's the big deal that we're dealing with a deadly virus, they need to seriously reconsider how it would feel if, if their loved one passed away or became really ill from, from this virus. So I think those people need to basically get a reality check and really look at the big picture and how we're helping and the people that are thankful and giving us the letters and the food that's being brought and just, you know, calling us up or making signs, writing on our sidewalk outside of our work with chalk, thanking us. Those people, we we see you, we appreciate you, and it helps us get through the day-to-day every day, truly.
0: Who, who else helps you get through the day-to-day? It sounds like your husband is pretty supportive. And, I, you know, I bet your mom, that's been a big shift for you, I would imagine, having her as a support system early on. And, you know, personally, what does your support system look like?
1: So my support system right now is wonderful. My parents actually came down to help us when I came back to work because I did not want to bring my daughter to daycare because I was concerned with flu season because going back to work I'd be going in flu season. So thankfully she came down with my father to stay for a few months until she was older and would be old enough to put in daycare. So I have them down here right now and then I have my husband who is thankfully home from work right now because of this whole virus going on. So it helps me that every single day one of them are around my child and helping take care of my child and you know, giving me anything I need if, you know, if let's say one day I don't have lunch or it's so crazy I forgot to pack a lunch, they're able to bring me lunch to work. And, you know, my husband basically always has dinner ready when I get home from work, things like that. So that's been a great, great help during this whole ordeal. My parents being here is amazing. The only the only pitfall of that is I they are older. They're in their 60s. So... I do get worried sometimes by them staying with us if, oh my goodness, will I give them the virus because it's it's harmful to, you know, to people over the age of uh, 60 years old. Essentially over 40, it's pretty bad for. So... There's that concern, but on the other end, I'm extremely grateful because they'll help me. You know, my mom will disinfect my house before I come home if, if I need it, anything like that. So that's really been a huge, huge, huge help.
0: So amazing. It's It's interesting how this time period has really highlighted how much those small personal touches that we can give to one another. They matter so much during the postpartum days, and they matter even more right now for beautiful women like you who are just facing so many different emotions and so much stress. And I think it's really beautiful that you've got people around you to help support you, especially because you have such a wonderful attitude in terms of how you're taking care of others. And I, you know, I wonder, you don't have a lot of moments to reflect or think about this, but do you feel as though coming out the other side of this COVID experience that it might change the way you work or, or what you do with your family. Do you think that there will be takeaways from this time period?
1: I feel like
0: it really helps,
1: as cliche as it sounds, it really helps you realize not to take anything for granted because you truly don't even think about, you know, being able to walk into a store and just go shopping and not worrying about every little thing or. Just being able to go to the beach or go to the park, and now every little thing that you do, you have to worry, and you have to wear a mask, and you have to clean your shopping bags and your shopping cart. So I think the takeaway from this is to really appreciate, you know, life as it is and life as we know it, because... It's so much harder to be living how we're living now, and it's just it shows you really not to take anything for granted because what you think might be rough or bad or worse, it could always it could always be much worse. So there's that, and also I think that this really helps. I'm I'm a very go 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 kind of person, so this really helped me slow down and just stay home and you know not run to every store and constantly make you know make make plans to go places. So I think this really helped me slow down and just stay home and been great for my with my husband because he's always working. So we've been able to spend so much more time together as a family. So that's the silver lining of all of this is just being able to kind of regroup and recollect and reconnect.
0: Jenna, you are doing an amazing job of navigating a lot of really challenging things and I'm I'm so inspired. I'm so grateful for all that you're doing to give to other people and it's really just such a sign of strength for what you've done just to, to get through breastfeeding in the early days, to not give up on your family, to not give up on nursing and I'm just I'm blown away by you and so grateful that you spent this time and before we go, we like to ask every guest that's come on board to leave a little uplift or something for other mothers to think of. And I think you're, you know, you've you've shared so much about the importance of slowing down and and really the gratitude and taking this away. And so maybe what might be might be fun is, you know, in those slow moments when you're with your baby and you're back home and you're breastfeeding, you know, what is the joy you find?
1: The joy I find is being able to look at my baby in my arms and have her look at me and just, it's such a connection that it's otherworldly the way the way it feels to so just have have your baby look at you and know that you're nourishing them and that you're there for them. It's such a bonding moment and a protective moment and I feel that, you know, where their lifeline and it's just, it's so worth it. It's so worth it because that, that connection is unlike any other connection that you'll ever experience in
0: the entire world. So, so beautiful. Jenna, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you to Jenna for sharing her story and to Vivi and Jessamine for joining us as well. I hope you all enjoyed this series and to all the mothers and parents on the front lines out there Taking care of one another, taking care of us, taking care of your families. We celebrate you, we're grateful for you, and we're over here cheering you on. This has been the Pump Spotting Podcast. We'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app. We hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts. And if you haven't already downloaded Pump Spotting, it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community. Thank you so much for listening and thanks to our wonderful production team at Pitchwire who partner with us to bring you these stories. We'll see you next time and remember you are capable, you are radiant, and you are not alone.